Hello, darlings. Welcome to the second episode of A Court of Maladaptive Daydreamers. This season, we will be covering the entire Sarah J. Mass series, A Court of Thorns and Roses. Spoilers will be kept to a minimum, out of respect for those reading along for the first time. My name is Jada Mack, and tonight I'll be accompanied by my TikTok friend, Miles. Warning, there will be explicit language. Don't listen too loud for your co-workers to hear. Also, we would love to thank the people that listened to the first episode and reached out to us. We absolutely love hearing back from you guys, and we're super stoked to say that we made it all the way to Ireland, Mongolia, and France last week. However, I just wanted to let you guys know, we did have a couple of technical difficulties in this episode, but we are learning, working on it, and we'll have it fixed by next week. Chapter 11 continues with Feyre and Lucian encountering the bogey. They make it out unharmed, and they exchange some hateful comments toward one another. They return to find Tamlin displeased at their outing, but Lucian lets him know about their encounter with the creature. Feyre here realizes how powerful Tamlin really is, since he is the only one that can kill the unwanted guest. As Feyre awaits the return of Tamlin, she sees her father looking up at her from the garden. Feyre bolts to him, only to be caught by Tamlin, who then beckons her to look again and see the truth. It was just a magical manipulation. The conversation they have leads her to believe her promise to her mother has been fulfilled, and Feyre begins to imagine her life at the spring court. Hey, Miles, how are you doing today? So good. I am in love with this book, and I mean, right now, I am confused, but... <laughs> That's I just, okay. I This is my first fairy book, so oh, I yeah. am learning, and I literally am falling in love. Welcome to the Fairy Loving Whore Club. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank Hi. you. Absolutely. <laughs> so this chapter is basically just... Feyre is, I think she's really coming to terms with, no one is coming to get her. Like, she really lives here now. This is her home. Dude, okay. she is alone. She's really alone. And whenever Lucian looks over at her at a part of the chapter, he says, um, do you ever stop being so serious and dull? And she replies with, do you ever stop being such a prick? So I feel like she is getting more comfortable. This is a point for me where I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm a human. I am a mortal too. Like, yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. We are asking the mean questions. We are here for the rude questions. She's always been kind of rude, but can you blame her? And okay, I just want to hit on this really quick. Tamlin bends an entire fork because he's mad about the bogey. I mean, I literally know one person that can bend a fork. But that's not without the help of, like, a machine. So uh-huh. the fact that, like, this dude is just holding a fork and then bends it, I got several questions. What is with I this group and silverware? Because she keeps taking silverware. Right, the knife? What were we doing? And what are we doing with the knife? I don't think <laughs> A knife! No! Like the meme we posted. I thought that was funny. I don't know. I will say this, though. 
Feyre in this chapter is recognizing that she really likes power and she is attracted to power because it says, My breath caught a bit. The gruff high fay half-heartedly flattering me was capable of killing a thing like the bogue. E, whatever. And yet yeah. he'd served me himself whenever he had served her food. Right. I At, think but after she had been like, mm, I don't want that. She literally I'm was like, I'm not eating. Food. Yeah. But also she has a lot of power too, right? So from her mortal being, like her mortal world, first of all, she recognized that she killed a fairy, mm-hmm. like this gigantic wolf lion beast thing the tamlin so (laughs) so the like her killing andrea like she herself has a lot of power Mm -hmm. and she uses that power she used it back at home right to get what she needed she did like she recognizes power and power likes power so that's good not even a surprise at least not for me that she's like, oh, not this huge high fey guy, like <laughs> flattering little old mortal me. Little me. Totally, totally something that I was like, mm, yeah, she knows power. She she recognizes power. That's what I love about her character. Even yes. from the very beginning, she was in charge. She's at least in charge of herself to an extent right. with Absolutely. her trauma. You know, I mean, but she went from being the head of the household to whatever this is this is like not even a servant not really a pet how does she go from being in charge right of her life to now you will be here you are here you are not and right because she just realized she's alone and nobody's coming Mm. to friggin get her this is your life now now? buckle up yes hold on tight there are more forks to be bent does tamlin does he like that she's immortal I kind of feel like, kind of feel like he does just a little bit. I mean, maybe it's so confusing. Like, right? Because you you're not gonna die anytime soon. Like you're gonna be living forever yeah. and ever. It's this is so gonna be hard. interesting. I, yeah, and the aggression I'm, I'm, between them is kind of hot. Also, Lucian is hot. His aggression is hot. Maybe it's because I'm mentally ill. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, oh my god, are we both mentally ill? I don't know. Hold on a minute. Is everyone Listen. that follows this series a little on the side of oh, is that well, help? Is that well. healthy at the beginning? I'm only human after yes. all. I'm only Lucian. human. <laughs> Lucian is probably my favorite right now. He's my favorite. And I'm not really into redheads at mm-hmm. all. But yeah. he's such a smart ass that like I am just drawn to him. Do you ever stop being so serious and dull? The fuck? No, but you can... I love it. You can be serious to me. Give me more. Yes, I agree. Chapter 12 starts with Feyre having a nightmare where regret of being a killer stirs her to the core. She begins trying to make a map of the estate to avoid sleep. Here we learn that she can't read or write. Suddenly, Tamlin arrives after killing the bogey, injured slightly. Feyre helps mend his wounds as he comments that Feyre is not what he thought she would be for a human. Feyre overhears a strange conversation the next morning between Tamlin and Lucian that raises many questions about the sickness infecting the land. Feyre is informed of why Tamlin can't take his mask off, and her biggest concern is how the blight will affect her family. Okay, so I have something to say. Whenever Tamlin asked, you can't write, can you? 
Oh, that had to hurt her feelings. And I, she doesn't even answer. Because what do you say to that? Because I don't know. if you give up that power, what are you supposed to do from there? You don't know how to read. You don't. You can't write. That's embarrassing. You can't read. Yeah, <sighs> but you can do all these other crazy things. Like I'm not telling anybody I can't read or write either. I'm gonna fake it till I make it. I, well, she was trying to. She was trying to make a little map. She's trying to mm-hmm. do her thing. And With he also comments, "No one. Yeah, no wonder you became so adept to other things." My thing is, what did the map look like? Did it look like little circles and squares and like? Like I a, mean, did she draw a potty like a bathroom? I'm sorry. Yes, like a like a an oval with a circle. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> That's what I pictured too. I would literally draw the same thing, which is really sad because I live in a ta- in a city that has a huge art college. But I am no good at art, so when the reading of that. That's all I was picturing was ovals and circles connected for, like, toilets. <laughs> like an old Renaissance map. Yes. Like a treasure hunt map, maybe? That's it. But you like, know what? We have to admire that at least she tried. She did try. She she gave it her best shot. And She's like, I live here now, do so. Do better than me. Because hey. I would have been hiding in a corner somewhere. I would have been so scared. Bitched out. I would have been so scared. And also, Feyre doesn't realize in this chapter that Tamlin is the High Lord. She wonders how strong the High Lords are if Tamlin is this strong. Right? And that's what I'm saying, too. Like, But also, I think even at this point, I was like, okay, if Bro is this strong, like, who is stronger than him? Yeah. Like, what is this? SJM got us all. With this one, she had us all. I hate the word bogey. I'm sorry. I just got to put that out there. It sounds like, well, you know. It just I doesn't, know. it's not a good word. Are we playing golf? <laughs> I'm sorry. SJM, not that you would ever listen to this, but I love <laughs> these books. If she did, she would be like, these uncultured swines. Yes. Probably, but you know, whatever. We're having Freaking fun, mortals. and this podcast is supposed to be for fun and make you feel like people are talking about it with you for fun, because that's what I wanted when I was reading the books. I just want to give this, like... Yeah. But, oh, also, she almost looks at the art. At this point in the chapter, Feyre is not ready to unleash that emotional reaction within herself that she knows it's going to bring. Art is Feyre. Art mm-hmm. is facing herself. Yes. That's intense. I, oh, God. The fact that you just said that, like, every time I hear Art and Feyre together, I automatically go back to the table where she drew or painted flowers. Like, yeah. That was how she connected to... That's how she connects to that's how she, copes. she is. Yes. Copes, connects, so grows. She's not, she's not ready. I don't think no, she's ready she's not to ready leave yet. behind what she left behind. No. And be where she's at. Yeah. Too soon. That's beautiful. What you said was beautifully sad. And also, I think she has PTSD. Bro, who wouldn't? Sheesh. Sheesh. I get PTSD going to the grocery store. I couldn't imagine being snatched from everything that I know to like this crazy new place where dudes can bend forks and give me food. Come now. I couldn't. I just feel like we as readers at this point need to acknowledge that Feyre is not okay still. So if she's making a joke here and there or something... She's not okay. She has no therapist. 
she's not even doing her art like she's just no. purely in survival mode at this point in the and book think of think about this 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 for me was huge yeah beauty and the beast i Are know we not living adult beauty and the beast vibes right now way better though. wrapping dude's hand when it was cut i know i'm I know. sorry is he not magical will he not heal on his own if he's so powerful why did he pull up heal yourself in the next okay it's like two episodes ahead why does he pull up and his hand is all like busted, and she's fixing it for him. If he can it. heal her, does maybe he's sick? Maybe the blithe is hurting him. I don't know. And also, Tamlin kind of starts talking about his upbringing here in the next couple of chapters, and he's not had a good life either. So they're definitely not. starting to bond over struggling and having to take care of other people when they didn't ask for it. Trauma bonding. Trauma bonding at this and- point. This is this for me was how I knew that she was starting to maybe get a little comfortable with being around him when mm-hmm. she said he said my name with such intimacy. Oh, hold yeah. on a second. Oh. Let's focus on one thing at a time. Are we falling apart? Are, Are we, we falling in love? Falling Do we want to fuck? What's going what's on? What's happening? Are you okay? So much. I can't handle your stress in mine, my man. I can't handle my stress. So chapter 13 sheds light on Tamlin's powers. As Feyre and him are in the study, and as he waves a hand to light hundreds of candles, Feyre is impressed with this act of power. And as he leaves, she feels embarrassed because Tamlin knows she can't read or write. Even with Tamlin giving her some kind of compliment about becoming adept to other things earlier... Feyre is determined to write a letter to warn her family of the Blythe. Feyre looks to the walls of the study and sees a mural, the story of the cauldron, helping her gain more knowledge of the wars that have taken place between the humans and the Fae. Feyre comprehends that she is in the spring court, then is immediately drawn to the night court, noting its lethal beauty. Tamlin appears and wishes to help her write a letter. The conversation goes tense from here on out, leaving Feyre feeling like a fool. She seeks Lucian out in his chambers, where Lucian graciously gives her the information she seeks about the Cyril. Feyre walks away with the knife Lucian gave to her and heads straight to the woods. Okay, so, all right. So many questions. Yeah, really. Waving your hand and lighting hundreds of candles? Uh-huh. I mean, he's powerful. This has to be so hot for her. She's probably like, oh, you're ha- you have power? Oh, my God. Take my me away. My hands are sweating. My hands are sweating. My hands are sweating. <laughs> Knees weak. <laughs> like I'm eating mom, no, I'm mom's spaghetti. I'm not, I'm not. Okay. Well, I wasn't going to do it. I'm glad you I were did the it. one that did it. I don't care. I, I have no shame. For me, every time I think about it, it brings me back to, like, um, elementary and maybe not elementary but like middle school and high school right mm-hmm. when we would learn about the civil war <laughs> oh, like no. there's, it's just like this panoramic <gasps> picture of this is what happened before this is what was going on during and now this is where we're at and it's all just like this mess of stuff stuff of things that have happened that and just like a fluid timeline of yeah. everything that's gone on and I think I got kind of caught up in the mural. Not even She's really lie. attracted to the night court, and I want to point that out because whenever she painted the drawers in her home of the dresser for each sister, 
she was painting night stars for herself. I caught on to that too. And hmm. is that is that maybe us, she should like, pay a visit into? there. Maybe she should go. I mean, it's supposed to be really dangerous. I'm just going to put that little egg in here. Okay, have fun. Um, saying nothing else. Lethal beauty. She's attracted to lethal power. We're learning so much about her. I would love to go. If I was going to go to one court in the Akatar world, I would probably pick day court or the night court because I know what the seasons feel like. I live in North Carolina. <laughs> All I feel are the seasons, and I get to experience four of them in one day. In one day. In I one mean, day. it's the same thing down here in Savannah. It yeah. is winter in the morning, spring in the morning, and then summer until the sun sets and we hit spring. Oh so my God. I think we just skip right over fall here. So I think the. I'm I think exhausted. The, yes. I think the night court would be really pretty to experience. Um, from like a uh, like a fly on the wall kind of perspective. Lots of I'm moonstone. Okay, I'm not supposed to talk about lethal. this. We're not going to have spoilers. Sorry. So, <laughs> I want to point out that Feyre is marking with ink in the books that are in Tamlin's library. And she thinks to herself, they have so much money that we're basically eating on golden plates. He can buy another book. I'm going to write in this book. For me, like with the books... She's writing in them. For me, at my house, I have a ton of books. I also have a first couple of first edition books. I use them as um, plant stands, but I don't want to talk about that. Oh, that's if okay. someone, if someone were to write in my first edition book, I would lose my mind. How old are I these books, too? You've got the mural I mean, of Perithian in here. What? Is this a is this a script of like their original Bible or something? I don't that's know, dude. I, that's what I'm curious about. Uh, I, she doesn't know he's she, the Spring Court High Lord, though. She doesn't know. She doesn't. She doesn't know. She, she knows she's know. in the Spring Court here, but she doesn't know anything else. And speaking of Mr. Lucian, mm -hmm. let's talk about his bedroom. Oh yeah. Oh, it's autumn themed. Here for that all day long. And he basically smells her. Kind of hot. Kind of weird, <laughs> but kind of hot. And I like that he gave her information. And it was very indirect when he was talking about it. Mm -hmm. He was like, if I were to hunt the Cyril, this, you know. This is what I would this do. This is what I would do. Him. And, you know. But then you also have to think, too, like, life for a life. Mm -hmm. Is he doing this out of kindness? I don't know. Well, he gives her a knife. That's like a peace so, treaty. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I still, I don't know. Yeah. He smelled her through his door and he gave her a knife and said, here, go seek out the answers you're looking for. I just, he's At least hot, he's being honest in a something, way. Is there something more? He's being honest. Is he being honest to a fault or? There's a reason that he wants her to know the answers. And there's a reason that he is not giving her answers. Chapter 14 starts well. With our lovely Farah setting traps to catch the cereal in the western forest, a place she hasn't been before. Creatures watch her as she makes her way to the heart of the ancient forest, hours running out before night falls. Farah wonders if Tamlin must answer to the High Lord of the Spring Court when suddenly the cereal appears. Farah successfully catches the creature and begins asking her questions, knowing that the cereal cannot lie. She finds out that if she leaves, she will die, and that Tamlin is the High Lord of the Spring Court. If she stays with the High Lord, then she'll be safe. The serial tells Farah that Tamlin can't tell her about the sickness, and also to be aware of Highburn, 
the huge island that has a ruler with a throne of bones. Okay, finally, Feyre knows who the High Lord is. Yes, finally. I think at that point we'd all kind of caught on. Um, I mean, just really. Just before the surreal, I think maybe. Um, with all of the gifts and things that he had been doing. Um, it, I think we... Yeah. It needed to happen. This needed... She needed to know this from the beginning. But, I mean, you know. And you would think that she would have figured it out by now because she knows she's in the spring court and everyone is answering to Tamlin. Not that he has a whole lot of, like, servants around. She can't see them, so she doesn't really know. The fact that it took her this long to catch on. In my head, I build these characters up like I did with Grey's Anatomy, right? Same thing. Like, let me get Meredith on the phone. I wanted to call Farrah and be like, yo, sis, what are you doing? Yeah. This is who this is. She doesn't have a phone. She has a kitchen knife. A, and a barely usable kitchen knife, most probably. Likely. It's probably bent. For- I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she probably bent it. I mean, I don't know. We got to give her grace, okay? She's probably still in shock, you know, PTSD. And I imagine that the surreal looks like Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. Also, I have a cat named Smeagol. I mentioned that in the first episode, but. I've seen Smeagol. I've yeah. seen pictures of your cat. Smeagol, yeah. I have looked at fan art of cereals. It's not the same. They're not cute. They're no. it's not the same. Also, let's talk about how I how how in the world we met. Because you don't think it's important. Oh yeah. I think it's Tell very the people. important. The people need to know, I think Yeah. I, go you've ahead. already told them that we met on TikTok, right? Yes, so we did meet on TikTok. This the is true. Infamous out of nowhere viral video. Of you talking about your armpit hair. Yes. Shortly after, I had decided on my own to stop shaving my armpit. Yeah. It was, I mean, the fact that we're here now, literally still to this day. It's like, crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's only been a few days. Let's be honest. It's fine. It's only been a few days. But we're so close together and we didn't even know. Come on. Yeah, it's we're really be weird. Real life friends. This is perfect. But your cat does not look Feed like Feed my obsession Smeagol. with this book and my cat. That's where we're at. Because yeah, it is. That's... Everything is just perfect. Well, okay, it is perfect. And uh, this chapter is really important because she finally gained some form of knowledge, okay? So she asked, what do you know about Tamlin? And then he's like, be more specific, human, for I know a good many things about the High Lord of the Spring Court. That's how he told her. That's how he told her. That's I what think he's that's, that's really funny. Like, oh, you talk to a friend and you're like, oh, I, you know, have been having so many cravings for salty things. Yeah. And then your friend who's been pregnant 17 times is like, oh, my God, you're pregnant. Wait a minute. Excuse that me? That is not how I that's, wanted to find that's out. That's not how she wanted to find out. Somebody could have just been like, dude, play it cool. But, like... <laughs> Be you're, chill about you're it. kind of the spring high lord's pet right now like but P. don't make a scene like don't tell people it's kind of like living in the president's house not knowing that he's the president yeah you don't want to be too you don't want to be that's too why, that's why that she's talking shit to him all the time she's like fuck you tamlini i'm done i'm gonna go have a martini and he's like yeah, he's probably exactly. like if this bitch only knew maybe he can't tell her because of the blithe okay Perhaps, and uh, now we know that he's not just some random petty Rando fairy. fairy ass. Just fairy just loving bending whore. forks for fun. Bending forks for fun. But like now, he's like high lord of one of these seven territories that she has like learned to dislike for a number of reasons. I know. Dude is a high lord of Prithian. Like, 
Let's it care a little bit about that. that. Let's care a little. That's why Lucian always answers to him. Makes and then the Cyril's like, stay with the High Lord, human. That's all you can do. You will be safe. Do not interfere. Do not go looking for answers after today, or you will be devoured by the shadow of a Perithian. He will shield you from it, so stay close to him, and all will be righted. She doesn't say which High Lord. She doesn't. I got questions about that. She. Also, I'm assuming that the Suriel is a woman, and that's rude. We don't know. We don't know. It. Um, I don't know. Look, we will be gender neutral. Yeah. We'll say they, they them. them. That feels that's good. Right. Let's give the Suriel respect, even if it is a scary-looking creature with no that's teeth it. and no clothes or yeah, let's just do that. That sounds kindness good. Kindness matters. But yeah, it really does. Kindness that, matters. <laughs> that wasn't an answer. It wasn't like, an answer. Which high lord are you talking about? Because it's kind of like, you know, would he have said, stay with the high lord of the spring court, human? Or is there another one? I'm just going to leave it at that. I Just read, okay? <laughs> Keep going. And then he says, the, they say, the High Lord does not know that you came here today. Does he? He does not know that this human woman came to trap a surreal because he cannot give her the answers she seeks. But it is too late, human, for the High Lord, for you perhaps for your realm as well. So this actually ends on an incredibly ominous note, mm -hmm. and she probably has more questions than she did whenever she caught the damn thing. Right, and now she's been told, don't ask any more questions because you'll be devoured by some shadow that I'm also not going to tell you about. Feyre... This is messy. Is nosy. She is nosy. <laughs> but also, wouldn't nosy. you be a little? Wouldn't you? Absolutely. You're like Absolutely. a chicken, and like there's a bunch of wolves around you, and they just want you to go like, bok, bok, eat the feed. But you're like, oh, what happens if I don't eat the feed? <laughs> you live, and they don't eat you. I don't know. <laughs> this is off topic. I don't know. <laughs> but listen, it's so, but it's relatable. That's the thing. It is relatable. It has to be relatable. If you... I mean, I was in this crazy new place. I would have a million and one questions. But if you tell me... Quit well, asking questions. I don't know. Quit asking questions. Would you and stop? just stay close? I would just stay close. Yeah, I would, maybe. Maybe draw circles of my questions. I don't Highlight know. Highlight them, underline them, slip them under his door at night. So maybe he'll be more likely to be like, mm -hmm. fine, here's your freaking this is answer. what's happening. And he'll be like a one-word answer? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Chapter 15 opens with the Naga appearing. As she encounters the group of them, she screams abruptly. While distracted, she shoots her arrow to free the Cyril. Pharaoh shoots at them, running and battling for her life. Finally, Tamlin comes and saves her, leaving a massacre behind them. All she can think of is, High Lord. He is the High Lord. Tamlin raises a hand to her cheek, magically healing her wounds. Feyre accepts Tamlin's tunic as hers is ripped apart in the front. Tamlin informs her that she shouldn't go out that far when he is away. But on the way home, all Feyre can think about is warning her family of what is to come. Okay. Okay. Well, kind of is falling right. in love. <laughs> well, you gave, you gave me your tunic. That's so hot. That. My tunic was ripped up, okay? I thought that was really sweet. He cares about her modesty. 
Yes. You know, not modesty, but her respect, you know? I I thought that was nice. Yes, absolutely. And she still doesn't tell the surreal... No, she still doesn't tell Tamlin about meeting the surreal. She's just like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have been out here. Let's go home. Right. And she knows all of these secrets. Um, Kind of halfway secrets. Yeah. It's not even a full secret at this point. But she also takes notice that he feels like she's worth saving didn't question yeah. it was just like let's get the f out of here yeah yeah he really did come to save her he did not have to do that i think didn't. that they battled together to an extent because she did put in some work to save their lives also and she did shoot the surreal down so that True. the surreal could live so they could run away i love that that was really nice she still has empathy for other creatures she's not a complete killer, like we think she is. Not a complete mortal asshole. No. Um, for me, in this situation, mm-hmm. I got really caught up on the post-situation with Tamlin and mm-hmm. his uh, blood-soaked tunic. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the muscles that we were seeing. <laughs> but also, she's still worried about her family. Still, still worried. worried about her family. What does she think My, she's going to do? Dude, send a postcard. I don't know. Like... And who would take it for her? She can't leave. Lucian, she could bribe him maybe with what money, though? With what With I mean, with what do you have to offer to send a notice to your family? Also, I have a question that I didn't even think of. Mm-hmm. How high is this wall? Is this like an imaginary, like, dome-like wall? I don't know. Can the anything... wall that separates the human lands yes. from the fey lands? How tall is this wall? I don't wall? know. They don't really describe it in this book. It's just like, hey, there's, there's a wall. A wall. Don't go over it. Also, have we covered the fact that Tamlin has said your family is taken care of? Consider your promise to your mother fulfilled. Leave mm. them be, chick. Like, they're good. Take care of yourself. Yeah. For he... once in your life, take care of yourself. Yeah, just take care of yourself. You're really struggling right now. There's no need to stress this much. No. Just go home. He just saved your life, and you have a cute new tunic. I can't imagine these tunics. I'm sorry. I'm trying. It's I'm... not even about the tunic. I think it's just the fact that it's, like, this three-quarter length t-shirt thing yeah. with, like, ties at the top, right? Because yeah. that's what tunics are. And it's covered in blood, but it's so covered in blood, it's, like, sticking to his abs. Of course, he has a six-pack. So, did she put that on her body? Was it, like, that slappy? You know when you put a t-shirt on? I'm so sorry, viewers. Listeners, if you guys are listening right now, just please imagine this on your own. Forgive my thoughts. Forgive our thoughts. This is terrible. about the abs. I went swimming with a youth group when I was a kid, and they made us wear t-shirts, right? Of course they did. Of course. And that thing just, like, I had a nosebleed. And it was so bad. I took the shirt off and balled it up and put it on my face. And it was bleeding into the shirt, okay? And it was so bad. I mean, but I had to put the shirt back on until they found another one. So I put a sloppy, wet, bloody shirt on, and I hated it. So if that's what she did, I am so sorry. I know exactly how you feel. That's gross. Ew. But wait. He gave you the shirt off of his back, bloody as it may be. Mm -hmm. He had the wherewithal to save your ass when it needed to be saved mm-hmm. also served your ass fancy meat sauce <laughs> on a plate of gold we can't forget that as the high lord of the spring 
court. To an illiterate human woman. There it is. (laughs) We're shutting up and we're taking the gifts. Take the gifts. I bet her ego hurts right now. It's got to. Mine does. Mine does, and I'm just not even there. I'm not even there. You ever read, and then you just have to take a breath and like put the book down, and you're like, close the book. That was cringe. Yes, that's me. Fair enough. Chapter 16 has Feyre soaking in a bath after her terrifying encounter in the woods, while she also gets to drink hot chocolate for the first time. Alice warns her to stop being concerned of the Fey Blythe, assuring her that Tamlin must deal with it. Alice lets Feyre know about her family and her nephews that are sent away for safety. Dinner time comes around and Feyre goes to join the two Fey. Lucian gives her a compliment, and this brings up how the fairies can't lie. Tamlin lets her know that actually... They enjoy lying and think of it as an art. To no avail, iron doesn't work either. Feyre finally tells Tamlin she was going out there to catch the sorrow. Tamlin is annoyed at this, but he's also impressed. He then brings up the letter she was trying to write to her family. Feyre is horrified, knowing he found her words she was studying. She gets angry with Tamlin, telling him to leave her alone. Instead, Tamlin gets even closer to her. He asks her, do you even know how to laugh, trying to get deeper in her mind. They continue their conversation, and Tamlin lets her know that he would have fought for the humans for equality, and also that Feyre's family believes she was called away to help an unknown, wealthy aunt, and they have no memory of the night she was taken. The Archeron's also are aware of a threat and ready to run when danger comes. Feyre finally asks for paint, and Tamlin is very excited to get her some. He promises to take her to the gallery tomorrow with a true smile on his face. Can you imagine never having hot chocolate before? I had to put that in there. I, you know, for me... For so long, I didn't like chocolate. And now I can't imagine my life without chocolate. This is wrong. I hated chocolate. Really? Mostly because it was my mom's favorite trauma. Okay, fair enough. I could not live without chocolate now. And to have it melted down, stop. I couldn't imagine. I know. She's she's in luxury. And Alice actually brushes her hair also. It what? Cleans her? Cleans her. They're cleaning her, feeding her hot chocolate. Things are going good. And then they're finding out that the damn iron bracelets didn't even work. Stupid. After all these talks we had with Isaac. I know. And her damn sisters have these bracelets on. They're just walking around. None the wiser because they don't have any idea that these things don't actually work. Yeah. Throw them in the trash. Melt them down and use it for money so you guys can eat. Um, Make some pelt, not pelts, pellets out of them. Yeah, there you go. Come on now. You know, Faye adulthood is 75 years old. Alice talks about that with her nephews. Hard pass. What? Hard pass. 75? Yeah, but they live like forever. I just, I don't, I mean, a long time. 75? Yeah, but like, Tamlin is 400 years old here in this chapter. He's 400 years old, and she is 19. Wow. Um, My partner and I are six years apart, and he's older. And sometimes people think that he's my dad, which is so wrong. 
because he looks nothing like my dad. And also, he doesn't look very old. So I can only imagine. But they're eternally beautiful, so I don't know. Whatever. And, ooh, here's something. Did Alice lose her sister 50 years ago because of the masquerade? Remember, they've had these masks on for like 49 to 50 years Mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. Did they die during that time? What the freak happened at this masquerade? I I need a lot of questions answered. Also, I can't even complete a sentence because what happened at the masquerade? I don't know. I I don't even have anything to begin to prompt the question with i guess in this podcast we want you guys our viewers to really think about it yourselves make your own theories in your brain because that's what we do and that makes it a lot more fun to read that's what this is about much more fun it really is and it's fun to talk to other people about it okay and alice in this chapter she was kind of popping off i didn't really like her until now i liked her when she said this line are you ready next Mm -hmm. time come to me the surreal only wanted a new robe dead chickens my sagging ass <laughs> so good then it, i mean you have to stop and think too like what animal is eating a dead chicken also how long has this chicken been dead how old is alice for her to have a sagging ass how, how old is alice if she's got a sagging butthole oh my god <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i just there's so much but as soon as she said that i was like yes okay alice Give I don't get me it. All of these sarcasm. Why? And also, why didn't Tamlin tell her about altering their memories before? I guess it's because she wouldn't have trusted him, but she would have trusted him because she thought he couldn't lie. Right, because she knew that. So that's not even she an excuse. That. Not. Wow. Okay. And Feyre is feeling bad because Feyre tells Tamlin in this chapter, my dad would have never actually come. And that Tamlin. And then Tamlin just disagrees. He's like, yeah, he would have. Does he know something? Does he, Has her family showed up? I don't. I actually don't know this to this day, but I wonder if her dad tried to come after her. And I wondered that same thing. I don't if know. Maybe. <sighs> That's so toxic. Let her see your family. Why can't the family come visit? Right. Why is no one talking about house, that? Right? Because if she's in the house and she's safe with him, surely her they Her family come. will be safe. Why does That's... he not just bring the whole family there? I've not heard about this on anything that anyone has talked to. Any forum, any reddits. So here it is, okay? Answer my question. Chapter 16, this is my question. Why can't the Archeron family come and live with Tamlin at this point in the book? I don't know. I've got questions. We love a good trauma bond, though, and I feel Mm -hmm. like they're finally trauma bonding. And he's so happy that she asked for paint. Yes, that that one got me in the feels. That one took me back. Um, because I thought about the table. Yeah, the table. And mm-hmm. then back, you know, back in the mortal room. But I, and I wondered how her painting there would translate into Prithian. Um, yeah. But that paint brings about uh, an air of coziness with her. It does. Like she's getting more comfortable in her space. She's getting more comfortable with Tamlin. Um, getting more and- comfortable facing herself yes becoming more like relaxed and like trying to you know work through it in her own ways Mm -hmm. but when she works through it tamlin shows up and bonds with her yeah i I like his excitement why have we not experienced any makeouts yet this i we're getting there listen the next chapter bro it's coming Chapter 17 opens with yet another nightmare, something becoming very common for Feyre to only wake to a real-life scream. Feyre and Tamlin tend to the summer court fairy who had his wings sawed off by the mysterious her. 
Lucian can't bear the sight of it running off to get sick. Feyre instinctively grabs his hand, knowing that he's about to die. Feyre promises he will get his wings back, and Tamlin says a prayer to send him off into the eternal light. Feyre waits with him for hours, even after he's passed away. Tamlin won't allow her to come with him to bury the Fae, so he carries her upstairs first, allowing her to cry and reel about what she did to Andreas. This was such a sad chapter. Break my heart. Break my heart. Who is this her? Who is this? At this point who? in the book, I'm like, who the fuck is this? Why are they why was a summer court fairy dropped Dumped off in the spring court? This is a threat and this is a warning. He didn't come there. Someone dropped him off there. Yeah, it, he was I mean, he didn't have any he didn't have any wings. How did he get there? This was one of the first times that Feyre and Tamlin were comfortable being physical with each other. He carried her. He let her he, carry her. That's she was totally okay Aww. with it, and yeah. he was willing to do it. Yeah, he was definitely catering to her in her and moment of sadness. He probably has seen a lot of death, like, you know. And why? No one, okay, Lucian and Tamlin aren't really questioning. But they don't. I think they're it's scared. It's not something that they haven't seen before. They're desensitized. Yeah, there they it, are. There it is. Why didn't they it's say who her. was it? They know who it is. Oh, they know. They so but know. We don't. And when he's like, it's too deadly at night for you. Whenever she wanted to come to bury that summer court fairy. What the so hell sweet. is going on out there? It was so sweet of him to that keep was her sweet. safe like that. And also, what is going on out there? Yeah, we're oh. SJM's finally giving us a taste of what she needs to be afraid of. Chapter 18 has Feyre and Tamlin going for a ride the next morning to the most beautiful glen she has ever seen. They spend time together admiring the scenery, and she calls him High Lord for the first time. Feyre makes a joke about how she can train Tamlin with treats and how he loves to be brushed, so the Cyril told her. Tamlin takes her to the stream of starlight, where Feyre is in awe of its magic. Tamlin begins to swim in the starlight and speaks of Lucian's home court and how the autumn court was cutthroat and that Lucian lost the love of his life because his father killed her, all because she wasn't in high nobility. Tamlin explains that this is why Lucian ran away and they both feel very sorry for him. When they go to change the topic, Tamlin asks her what would make her happy. Feyre squirms at the fact that they were alone, wanting to make it known that she wasn't afraid. She undressed as Tamlin's gaze becomes hungry. They swim together and grow closer while discussing her upbringing. Lucian and Feyre catch up on the ride home, and Lucian lets Feyre know he hesitated whenever he heard her scream while she was being attacked the other day. He hands her a bejeweled hunting knife, a treaty of peace between them. Wow, pool of starlight. That's really nice. Here and she makes it. a joke. She's joking. She's getting more cozy. She made a little joke. And Lucian says, I might die of surprise. And you made a joke, Feyre. I mean, like, okay, that's kind of cute. Why did he hesitate when she was dying, though? Whoa. I, because Tamlin did not. What the hell? Lucian, that was wrong, dude. I mean, we've all we've all hesitated, right? But it's when we 
I would never. I, you, have, <laughs> you have one job, and your job is to do as Tamlin says. You Daddy, failed. Father, Tamlin. You're failing yeah. Daddy, Father, Tamlin. And now yeah. that we know about Lucian's trauma, Bro. he really does look at Tamlin like a dad because Lucian's younger than Tamlin. Even more reason for me to be like, what the fuck? Daddy you Tamlin. Froze? You were supposed to go. Tamlin, though, is just a safe space. He's a safe space that we all need. Yeah. Ugh, At this point, him. yeah. Honestly, though, let me say this. Lucian hopped court. So he was in the autumn court. Now he's in the spring court. Now he answers to Tamlin and has nothing to do with his dad. That dynamic has to get frustrating because they're oh, also sure. friends but is also a father figure, but he's also in charge of him. That's like living with your boss, dad, and friend. That would be rough. Yeah. And I feel so bad for Lucian. What Mm -hmm. just happened in South Carolina? Oh, boy. Oh, my god. That's a whole other story, right? There's just so much to unpack. There is. Like, but let's talk about this. For every shit thing that ta- that Lucian does mm-hmm. he does something really kind he does it's always mirroring and mm-hmm. his morally gray mindset is definitely mirrored by I'm trying to be a good person mm-hmm. the jeweled the bejeweled knife was a peace treaty was a huge sign of peace on his yeah. end so here's my question though that was what nice. does this look like also, I know he's so where cute can I buy one I feel like everything that Lucian wears is completely to the nine. Like, he looks amazing. He's always described as... All the time. Dressed up. He really cares about his appearance. He really does. I think he probably does that because he wants to be seen as an individual and not from where he was raised or his past. And, man, I got to tell you guys, this is not a spoiler, but if you keep reading these books in, like, the third book... Lucian's story gets intense. Okay. See, and I'm not even there yet, so I. Everything that happens actually does matter for him. Pay attention. And Mm. he's not as bad as he seems. Maybe he also didn't run to her aid immediately because he was scared. True. I hadn't even thought about that. Well, think about it. You just saw this sawed up summer court fairy show up at their door. True. There's a lot going on he that just we don't know about. So, yeah, no, I totally get that, right? Because his life was rough. He had to leave, completely mm-hmm. uproot his life, and go live with, you know, his friend who's now in charge of him because his friend yeah. is the High Lord. Is this so, an excuse, though, I have to think? You know... Is this me making an excuse for his bad behavior? <laughs> it's shitty behavior, for sure. I but yeah, know. I mean, it's you have to take it in an all-encompassing kind of, like... Mm. Oh, okay, well, you know, A, B, C, and D happen. You think so morally gray totally... men are hot? Here's some morally gray activity. And I'm like, Here you ah, go. I like it like 25% sometimes. <laughs> it just de- it just depends. Let's be morally gray about food and food only. Thank yeah, you. let's 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 not like have, be a bad person, really. I still have a soft spot for for Lucian mm-hmm. because like I, I, I get it, right? And you have to you have to see the whole picture to understand why it's like that. Is it excusable? Absolutely not. Like get your shit together. But yeah. also, I get why you're acting like that. So. I really do feel for him now that we know, and I wonder why Tamlin thought this was really important to tell her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was kind of Lucian's business to tell. Right. He he basically just 
squealed on his friend. But also maybe because they have similar, you know, upbringings. Like yeah. obviously, um, Farah's mom couldn't really control. Well, couldn't really control what happened to her. But then her dad just kind of like bitched out, and she he really started did. to have, you know, to have to do all of the adult stuff. She became mom, dad, 19. older sister. Yes, dude, they're like so, hundreds of years old. She, I feel like he probably started talking about this to help her relate because he's also Mm -hmm. talking about his childhood Mm -hmm. they're just getting to know each other this chapter is just a getting to know each other i will say this why does tamlin never ask about where the pool of starlight came from and why it's there he was just like this is a part of my crib mtv welcome and she's just like what happens if i drink it can't tell you but good luck he he says like you'll you might be happy forever but I haven't drink it. Why I didn't anyone try haven't. it? Why didn't anyone like it? What if they got I... like complete serotonin? They were like, oh, like what happens? I don't then know. Then the book would end. You're <laughs> stop. You're right. <laughs> Everyone I'm was shut happy. Up. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, but you're I so am right. pretty pumped that Farah and Tamlin are getting closer, and that they're you know sharing stories on whatever level that they're sharing. Yeah. Thank God, because I, in my head, Thank I'm like, God. I need something to happen. This is ex- it's a slow burn right now. I am dreaming up, uh, you know, things that Feyre and Tamlin can do. Also, yeah, dreaming up things that Feyre and Lucian can do. Mm-hmm. Someone Rip. needs to all make a move before I rewrite this book. I think all three of them should get together and then invite <laughs> her family. I'm here for That's it. That's gross. Not like that. I mean, like, here's a safe place to live. <laughs> I have two of these fae males now. And they're not called men. They're called males. I just want to point that out. Because I kept saying men and I had someone correct me. Which I'm sure I... I could get corrected on a lot of things, but this is for fun, so leave me alone. Chapter 19 starts off with Feyre awakening to her paint supplies being delivered as they head to the gallery. She's taken back and the only thing she can do is cry and thank him. Feyre hasn't been exposed to art in this way before, and this creates a very humbling reaction within her. Feyre spends the next few weeks painting, satisfied with her work, but still enjoying the process. She notes that she misses Tamlin when he's gone, and worries for him. When Tamlin is back, they have an intimate moment after Feyre has a mental breakdown over her family, essentially moving on without her. Feyre grips a rose so hard it shreds her hands with its thorns, and she throws it. Tamlin kisses her palms to heal her, to calm her, and to tell her that her human joy absolutely fascinates him. After this situation, Feyre admits to herself that she's feeling differently for her captor. The next day, she catches Tamlin in a snare trap, telling him that's what he gets for stalking someone. When Feyre extends a hand to caress her victim, Tamlin audibly purrs for her. Later on, he gives Feyre a poem filled with the words that she had created to study. They begin to bond, allowing the relationship to be more relaxed. Tamlin lets her in on how his family treated him, how brutal his childhood was. While they're walking and sharing this moment together, Feyre asks about the Fae that are setting up some event. Tamlin briefly teaches her about Calanmay, a fire ritual for spring harvest, and that it's coming up in two days and that she also cannot attend. Suddenly, a creature called an Ator, wielding a voice with no body, appears, and Feyre is told to hide by Tamlin as it begins to speak of this her, and speaks of the threats she'll pose to the spring court. Bro, 
so much happened in this chapter and i want to start off with tamlin audibly mm. purrs for her mm-hmm. here we go finally something Thank God. i was go. starving and i think it's kind of weird but i kind of like it and mm-hmm. he's so stressed about this fire night so yes so stressed <laughs> listen why the purr for me yeah i'm gonna go back to the purr okay we- Cannot just skip over this. All right, yeah. So perfectly when I when I read that part, mm-hmm. uh, the only this is so terrible. The no, only thing not. I could liken it to are strippers, oh. right? And I don't uh. know uh. if I'm the only one who's ever been to a strip club. I've but been. Yeah. When you know these dancers come up to you, like they're, I don't know, they make not human sounds. They really do. They be like, yes. I don't I can't, feel. I I, that's the only thing I could think of. Like, he's hanging upside down. He is hanging upside down like a bat. Like, my next question is, does he smell like cupcakes? Because, I don't know, all strippers smell like like cupcakes. I think that Tamlin, I don't know. I think Tamlin probably smells like gardenia with cedar Mm. wood. I don't know why, because he's spring. So beautiful. But he's also, like, woodsy, I feel like. I like that. I think it would smell kind of good. That sounds like the perfect... No, he smells like mahogany teak wood. Never mind. Oh, I like that, though. That's good. That is good. I'm going to buy a candle. Of mahogany teak wood and be like, this is the Tamlin candle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like Lucian probably smells like um, autumn and Mm. fresh air. The Bath and Body Works scent. Fresh air, yes. The autumn, crispy air or fresh air. That's my two cents. Maybe mm. sometimes he smells like cinnamon spice. Ooh, that would be fun. That would be, that would be really nice. Is this why they call this book A Court of Thorns and Roses? Because thorns and roses. And here she's having her first actual mental breakdown in front of him. Uh, mm. Just a thought, you know? Yes. So curious. I would love to talk to SJM. And is Feyre's way of flirting catching Tamlin in a snare? Let's bounce back to that. I think so. Because she catches things. She's really she's a hunter, right? That's what yeah. she does. She's hunting him. Ooh. But she's also real ooh, yeah. He is her prey now. Yes. She has so flipped good. a script. And he probably let her catch him. Oh for sure. I'm not saying like he didn't accidentally fall into it, but if he's so powerful that he's like killing creatures and being the lord uh, i don't know and the adder comments to tamlin um for a heart of stone you sure harbor so much fear inside of it so that meeting with this person things are getting tense things are showing up people are getting hurt this thing has come here and told tamlin he has fear in his heart a lot of questions also let's not forget that this is probably the dirtiest that we've gotten in this book. It is finally at this point. that she wants him and, quote, uh, feels heat between her legs. Oh, my God, When yeah. she kisses her, when he kisses her hands. Oh, my God. Give me a break. I, literally, this chapter was really difficult for me to, like, absorb. Yeah. Because I found myself skimming through it so quickly for naughty things. <laughs> You're reading I had fast. to go back and, re- yes, I had to go back and reread mm, yeah. the longest chapter of my life. That's fun. You just what wait, the dude. <laughs> Russ, it gets, oh my gets terrible. And he purred, the sound rumbling through my fingers, arms, legs, and core. 
I wondered how that sound would feel if he were fully pressed up against me, skin to skin. I stepped back. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to laugh because I feel like I'm reading it to you specifically. <laughs> so. it's, it's so much. Um, they, they like each other. Let's just be honest. For Finally, sure. we're here. We've made it. Yay. Thank God. And also, Pharaoh wonders in this chapter if a fairy, if a fae could have a human mate. Girl. She's subconsciously thinking, is Tamlin my little matey mate? She's about to get laid is what mm. I'm thinking. Oh, I wonder if, nobody wonders if, unless they want it to happen subconsciously at least and she's also wondering if the her is a high lady yes although we've never heard of high lady at this point in the book we have not. i don't think there have are not. any i don't think that's a thing but hmm every question that we have though there's always some sort of roundabout answer to it so is this like an easter egg for later in the book i think like, so it is i got a question i got questions me too Chapter 20 has Feyre spending the day of Kalanmea all alone, painting and trying to keep occupied. The drums begin to thump, steady and deep, beckoning Feyre to come to them, summoning her in a way. Feyre can't resist and begins to follow the string that pulls her to those hills. Tamlin appears at the front door and Feyre asks him, What exactly are you going to do tonight? Tamlin tells her, it's called The Great Rite, and commands her to go to her room and stay until morning. Night falls, and Feyre can't resist any longer. She rides her mare towards the gathering, moving closer to the heart of the drums. Three fey males are suddenly prowling around her, letting her know they haven't seen one of her kind around in a very long time, and how they wish to have some fun with her. Just as the three males begin to invade her space, taking her to the edge of the woods, one pushes her to the ground. But a pair of strong hands gently pick her up. The voice says, There you are. I've been looking for you. While Feyre's savior wraps an arm around her and tells the others, Thank you for finding her for me. Enjoy the right. The three fey males begin to run away. Feyre looks at her savior to find the most beautiful man I've ever seen. We're here. We're finally at the end of this chapter. Yay. Okay. Um, I have... I'm so excited. Okay. Rissand is here. Okay. I'm not spoiling, but I'm telling you guys, this is how you pronounce his name. It's not rye sand it is resand okay thank if you if you're from north carolina it's more like resand 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 i just love re-sand. his name and i just want to say it it's a million so times good. it's so good I haven't been so, introduced by name yet but, but we're just giving you that so you, know, so you know when you're yeah. reading because <laughs> it really bothered me i read the, actually i read the whole book with pronouncing his name wrong until hmm. I finally was like, how do you say this in my head? I'm, I'm sick of being confused. So, this chapter, she there. disobeys Tamlin completely. Completely. Way to go, Feyre. Good for you her. You couldn't just sit down and wait. You just had to go and figure it out on your own. Yeah, and also, were the drums even real, or was it magic? Because a I... string inside her was pulling a her. Sh- yes. 
a magical string, if you will. A magical string. A string but, to her destiny, perhaps. But let's let's talk about um, your boyfriend. Yeah. Um, the most beautiful man she's ever seen. Throw so Tamlin's ass away. We're just getting rid of him, just throwing Lucian and Tamlin to to the wolves. I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Why not? Hmm. In the next chapter, I'm a, I'm actually going to talk about this really quick. In the next chapter, she says that he has a dangerous beauty about him, and that dark tendrils leak from him as he circles her like prey. She's scared of him, and she has fear of this hmm. man. But she is in complete awe of Rissand at this point. I'm, I mean, I'm here for it. At this point, though, we've gotten to the sexual tension. Yeah. And we're in chap- going on to chapter 21. Yeah. Who's going who's gonna to be gonna the lucky one it? that gets Feyre? I don't I know. A handful of questions. And I would like to see some character development for this Rissand guy. Yeah. Um, Which we will. If he's this beautiful. Well, wait a minute. She's never seen Tamlin's full face. That's true. So at this point, he, I mean, because she doesn't have any idea what Tamlin actually looks like, he may very well be the most beautiful man he's ever seen. But magic might be making nasty things look good. Or Ooh, that's might be so making true. good things look nasty. So mm. She's led to this place. Her mayor takes her. She gets on that mayor and doesn't tell that mayor where to go. Right. It she shoots her right there. Of course mm-hmm. just knew. Uh, and then those creepy little dude things. Ew. Yeah, that was mm. gross. I was like, this is nasty. She's always getting attacked by something. I'm I don't... saying. <laughs> She's just like a walking Happy Meal. <laughs> she... <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I Here's feel. Here's also the thing. She went out there on the horse, right? Yeah. Now, she's been told before, her scent is strong. They can. Be- Lucian has smelled her through a door. Which, albeit it's a door, but he still smelled her through it. Why, how did she get away with all of this for so long until these things, you know, crowded her? I don't what know. Was, was Why did her- no one sniff her out immediately? So... Maybe they're all fucked up on fairy wine. Also, what's Maybe. under the mountain? What is going on what in this mountain? What is under this mountain? It's more like a cave. It's probably I mean, like it's a cave, right? Because questions. It's there and it's decorated. Is that where Tamlin is? Mm. Is that? Oh my God! Is that where he's at? No, I don't oh see him. Oh my! I don't Yeesh. see him at this point. So where where did he go? Is he in the cave? Is he doing a cave dance? Is it a rain dance? I don't know. We'll know in the next chapter. They actually explain in the next chapter. So everything makes sense. But, you know, just prompting these questions for you. For Mm, now. For now. Chew on this. Chew on this. Feel feel how you feel about it. I'm interested. Draw your own circular map. Draw your own circular map. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. Also, wait. I want to say this. She was attracted to the night court on the map. That was of Perithian, Indeed. and this mm-hmm. man that she is attracted to mm-hmm. has tendrils of night coming out of him. Mm-hmm. That's an egg. That is most definitely an egg. A big, fat, sure. beautiful egg. So yeah, good. Feels good. I'm in love with this book. Me too. I cannot wait to start the other one. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode two of A Court of Thorns and Roses with A Court of Maldaptive Daydreamers. We really enjoyed this 
episode and we enjoyed these chapters and we're excited because it's only going to get better from here. I would like to thank my friend Miles for joining me today and giving this wonderful input and laughing with me. I had a great time. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I would love to be back. You just let me know when and where and I will have the chapters read. All right. Next episode. <laughs> <laughs>